Hi, this is Rob Foltz, campus pastor at Lee University, and we want to welcome you to this podcast. Hello. I love this service. You see, I grew up Catholic, and so liturgical service is where I feel the most comfortable in my spirituality. So to speak in chapel, but to speak in this chapel feels like God has put a button on the end of a journey that I have been on. God is giving me a button today. And if that sentence sounds a little odd to you, then I know one thing about your life. You do not work in theater. And specifically, you are not a light designer like I am. You see, in light design, at the end of a song, when we really want the audience to know it's your time to clap and applaud, We program a little extra something into the lighting. It's like a visual jazz hands. Yeah! (laughs) But with lights. So if it's dark, it just gets a little bit lighter. If it's green, it might go purple. It's a visual cue to the audience that this is the time to clap and get excited for what has happened. This conversation is a button. It is time for me to acknowledge what God has done in my life recently. And God knows all about buttons, because he's a light designer. You think he's just a carpenter? No. First, God created the heavens and the earth, and then he created light and dark, and it was good. So we're going to look at Isaiah chapter 61. I want to go over some of it. I'm looking at your Bibles. In these verses, the anointed one gets to proclaim good news to the poor, bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom to the captives and release from darkness the prisoners, proclaim the year of the Lord to comfort those who mourn, to provide for those who grieve, and bestow upon them a crown of beauty. And then they, those people, will build, will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated, and they will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for a generation. I get to proclaim, release, bind up, comfort, and bestow so that ruins are rebuilt and cities are renewed for the Lord. And when I think about that, I think about the power of that and the reality of that. We have to come to terms with something. And it might be something that you are struggling with. It is something that I was struggling with for years. These glorious scriptures with their profound promises. They are talking about a lot of work. This is a lot of work. Real or metaphorical work, it's a lot. Seriously, have you ever tried to build? No. Have you ever tried to rebuild something that someone else has broken? There are always extra parts. Like there's always a spring left over. I don't, I don't know. Have you ever comforted someone who is mourning? Truly comforted, not a prayer and a side hug, but walked with them through that journey for years? This is hard. It's work, and it's work that we might be bad at. And you already do so much work. You're in college, you have so much. You have classwork, you have part-time or full-time jobs, you have family obligations, you are trying to figure out who you are in the world. Some of you have the weight of the world on your shoulders already. And when you leave this place, you go out into the world to your vocation, 
You might be a teacher or a social media influencer. <laughs> you might be an oceanographer, a stay-at-home parent, maybe a light designer. And you will work 40, 50, 60 hours a week. And because we're here at International Women's Week, let's add the additional tasks that women typically carry on their shoulders in their households. Child care, caring for the infirmed loved ones, managing your household finances, dishes, laundry, grocery shopping. Dishes, laundry, grocery shopping. Every week. Dishes, laundry, grocery shopping. It never ends. Married or single, advanced in your career or just starting off. Ten kids or just a dog. Dishes, laundry, grocery shopping. The unending work of just living. So on top of that, on top of your job, and your house and your family, you, the anointed by God, get to do these additional things. You get to proclaim, release, bind up, comfort, and bestow. And sometimes you get to be the brokenhearted who will be restored, and then you will get the astounding workload of rebuilding and renewing cities. And you see, it's not that any of these individual tasks are hard, it's the compounding of them that can make life so arduous. I am coming out of a time of deep professional burnout. A couple of years ago, I fully considered submitting my letter of resignation to Lee and walking away from this place and from theater. You see, I was doing all of my vocational labor and I was even doing it for the Lord, but I couldn't balance things. I couldn't find my footing, and I couldn't catch my breath. And I think some of you know that feeling. Sometimes you will stand there exactly where you are supposed to be, deeply seated in the will of the Lord. You will do the work that you were uniquely created to do, and you will just be done. You'll be done. Grocery shopping, laundry, dishes. Who cares if you write that next paper? What does it matter if you put forth effort in your job and your classes? It's just work for the Lord. Someday you may doubt your faith, your vocation, and your capacity to adult. You may shake your fist at the sky and ask why. Or you may stand there silently and enter a cosmic staring contest. I've done it. And I don't even think God has eyelids. <laughs> Things don't always add up. Life doesn't always make sense the way you need it to. And there's just so much work. And you don't understand anything anymore. But you'll hardly be the first person to be confused in life. It's not unique. When we go back to John 16... At this point, some of his disciples said to each other, what does he mean by saying, in a little while you'll see me no more, and then a little while later you'll see me, because I'm going to the Father? They keep asking, what does he mean by a little while? We don't understand what he's saying. The disciples didn't understand what he was saying. The disciples. They lived with him for years. They lived and worked with the embodiment of God on earth for years. And they didn't get it. And they got frustrated too. If you keep reading in John, Jesus keeps talking. And in verse 22, he has this amazing statement. Now is your time for grief. 
but I will see you again and you will rejoice and no one will take away your joy. Now, yes, specifically in this verse, he is talking about his death and resurrection, about the promise of the new covenant, about the mysteries of God that are deeper and broader than any human imagination. But to me, to me, these verses remind me that just because you walk beside him doesn't mean you have to understand. And it doesn't protect you from struggle and grief. These verses remind me that he knows and that he is prepared for this. The Lord knows that we as humans burn out. He knows that you will grow weary of rebuilding ancient ruins. He knows that we will be overwhelmed by meetings and that we will need to change our lives somehow. And this is where faith gets interesting because he absolutely will change your life. In the midst of burnout, when all kinds of work feel impossible, somehow he arranges comfort. And much like the disciples, I do not understand. I don't understand how it happens. I just know that it does. The ashes of my frustration and exhaustion were swept away. It took a couple of years, and I had to do the hard work in many parts of my life, and I had to fully engage in a sometimes painful restoration process. But I now know, I know that the work I was doing in the middle of my burnout mattered because it has borne fruit. The work that you are doing right now matters. I don't know how that works, but I don't think I'm supposed to. I think I'm just supposed to proclaim. And as, as Isaiah says, proclaim the good news. In a moment, we're going to have communion. And you'll get to hear a song written by Wendell Kimbrough called Your Labor is Not in Vain. This song and this message are specifically for those of you in the trenches, doing the work. Those of you who have your heads down, grinding away at the daily tasks, who feel tired of your responsibilities and vocation, family, and faith. For those of you who are questioning what God even wants you to do, I don't know those details, but I know he is walking beside you in your time of hardship. He is working on you even now so that one day you too will again proclaim, release, bind up, comfort, and bestow. You see, there is so much good work for you to do. At the end of your, <coughs> at the end of your restoration, don't be surprised if God gives you a button, too. Let us pray. God, thank you for your work, for earthly jobs and heavenly callings. Thank you that you are steadfast when we are so weary. Thank you for the opportunity to rebuild ruins alongside of you. Come near to us. Give us just a small glimpse of the mighty work that you are doing in the world. We love you and thank you. Amen. We want to thank you for listening today. And if you want more information on our upcoming events, you can visit our website at leeuniversity.edu.